This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Resources, LLC. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you've found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, it's your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It is just a different place, so you must go out and buy a whole new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. This has been a good week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, who are 19 and 17, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical 15-year-old. The girls love Christmas. As a family, we get to enjoy the magic of Christmas because Maria and Christina still believe. Every year, they send their letters addressed to Santa Claus at the North Pole. And every year, Santa actually replies. The girls performed their annual Christmas show this past Friday. They have made such great strides since last year. And I believe it has been because of the drama therapy they receive at their school it has helped them to come out of their shell. For example, Maria went from being a sedate, sweet girl in a red dress pretending to ride a bus last year to dressing up as her favorite Transformer, Optimus Prime. She did a cartwheel, front roll, headstand, and a cheerleading jump for her solo. And for the grand finale of the show, she sang along with all her classmates. Christina went from crying at last year's show with Daddy taking her home early to this year speaking three lines and singing a solo. Santa Claus is coming to town. She did all this without wearing her headphones, and only the front row knew she was being fed some of her lines. Our guest today is Michelle Houston Hicks, the author of Princess Pie. Princess Pie is about her precious granddaughter, Anaya, who was born at 1 pound 8 ounces and 12 inches long. Anaya has endured great physical challenges such as cerebral palsy, vision impairment, and various surgeries. Michelle's message of holiday hope is to let you know that all children bring out the best in us, and in her words, they teach us compassion, understanding, and patience where it may be lacking. They produce an inner strength in all of us where we thought we had none. They give us unconditional love and instill in us the love the same. They are just normal kids that just need extra special care. Today we will be discussing the reward, struggles, challenges, and most importantly, the blessing her granddaughter has been. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour here on AM860, The Answer. Our guest today is Michelle Houston Hicks, the author of Princess Pie. It's about her precious granddaughter, Anaya, who was born at 1 pound, 8 ounces, and 12 inches long, also known to Friends' family as God's Miracle Child. Welcome, Michelle. Could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your family and, of course, Anaya? Well, I work at USF Physical Therapy Center. Uh, I'm the front desk coordinator for them. I am a mother of three adult children and seven grandchildren. Wow. Well, that's how we met. And I would say we probably have known each other for at least five years. And Michelle knows the whole family because Maria and Christina, as you know, sometimes they miss school and they're with me. And I've had to go to physical therapy. I lost I I don't have an ACL and my cartilage is missing, and that's caused problems over the years. But, hey, I'm doing well now. But that's how Michelle and I know each other is just over the years coming in for physical therapy. So Michelle had told me about a year ago, I ran into you, and you said you had written this book, Princess Pie. And I was looking at the book, Princess Pie, and I thought, you know, this would be a great Christmas show because so many people at Christmas time, when you're dealing with um, challenges and disabilities, such as a premature baby, what do you do? And and at Christmas, what I found years ago, I was decorating my Christmas tree, and it finally dawned on me, Christmas magnifies whatever's missing in my life at the time. And there are so many things. And what I want the audience to know is that sometimes even the unexpected things can be a blessing. So, Michelle, tell us how Anaya came into the world. Anaya was born um, at 25 weeks, weighing one pound, eight ounces and 12 inches long. She suffered some challenges in the NICU. Yes. Um, and she is uh, challenged with cerebral palsy. She has uh, seizures. She has hip dysplasia surgery. Um, recently, she just had um, scoliosis surgery in May of this year, yes. which she has recovered from nicely. And it has been uh, a huge improvement for her. Uh, she's had has a titanium rod um, from her C4 in her neck all the way down to her pelvis. So, right. but it is uh, really has helped her to be able to sit up a little bit uh, independently, yes. which she has not been able to do. Oh, um, and she also has a G tube now for feeding. Uh, so she has gained uh, a good amount of weight. She is now 11 years old, and it's hard um, to believe. And uh, so she is doing very well. She is in elementary. Uh, she's learning how to use switches. And, and we're prayerfully, she'll be able to have one of those power moving oh. chairs. She's in a wheelchair. She okay. is wheelchair bound. Okay. Um, she does require constant care. Um, she is not self-reliant at all. So she requires uh, assistance with everything. Right. Now, originally, okay, as you had the baby, I guess it was a surprise. You were expecting the child, like like any parents, you're expecting to have your baby on time. And, and you, I'm sure you got a phone call that. Anaya was born early. Right, right. I actually, I was there um, at the hospital with uh, my daughter, and um, she was expecting, she started having, for some reason, she started having issues um, during the pregnancy and was hospitalized for a week. Right. Um, and they tried to um, 
hold off on the delivery as long as they could. But unfortunately, they could not. So she was born at 25 weeks. Wow. Now, how did you come up with the idea of writing this book, Princess Pie? Well, after she made it through the NICU, um, she actually developed this particular virus. I I know the abbreviation is NEC, N-E-C, but I'm not sure the long, how to pronounce the long name for it. But it's where the intestines usually tear. That never happened for her. They did swell. They she almost didn't make it. So after she was out of the NICU and had made it through a year, I was just sitting there watching her and I just wrote a poem about her, which is Princess Pie. I turned it into a children's book and then later into a children's series. Yes. Well, I have the book here and I like the pictures are beautiful. And you have a picture of your daughter here with Anaya and it says, Mommy took one look at me and quickly fell in love. She's so tiny and beautiful, a precious gift from above. And there's just, there's a few other pages that I wanted to share. And I thought this was interesting, and I'm sure this happens a lot. The nurses would hurry, quickly rushing about to save another miracle child before the last breath went out. And you have a a whole group of nurses running to try and save the kids. And then at the very end of the book, and what's neat about the book is you have a present in most of the pictures. And the tool of the present is, what is that? That's supposed to help the younger readers. The younger readers, for them to find the present on every page. And then when they get to the end, they actually get to see what was in the present, what was in the wrapped gift. Yes. And at the end, well, close to the end, it says, and what I like about the pictures is it's from the baby's perspective, a, a lot of them. And at the very end, it's from the baby. I could hear my family praying words, hopeful and true, saying, God is watching you. God is healing you. God is right here with you. For I had fought with a germ called Nick, and I had won. Auntie Candace said, God has plans for her. Her life has just begun. And what I think is so neat, Michelle, and as I've known you this past five years, and if anyone looks on Facebook at your page, is there's so much love in your family. And in any time there's a special needs child, um, there are challenges and blessings, and there's the day-to-day, as you said, there's the constant care. And I just want people to know at Christmas that even with everything that is experienced, that all children are a gift. And I feel that your book conveys that. Well, definitely, um, Anaya has been such a gift to all of us. And um, my youngest daughter is her mom, Angel. They actually live in North Carolina, but they come here as often as they can, or yes. we travel to visit with them. And she has changed our view, our perspective of life, our yes. hope. Um, she encourages us in all sorts of ways, just even with her strength. She can't speak, right. but she has such a, a loving smile. She is ha- she is the happiest little girl I have ever run across to have dealing with so much that she has to incur. Yes. And her mom is much stronger than she realizes. And um, and that's my daughter. And just to watch them together, to right. watch the love they both have for each other. They are in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And just to see her smile, when she hears her mom's voice, when her mom's enter the room, even yes. if she can't see her clearly, because she also has vision impairment, but she knows her mom. She hears her voice. 
she's happy. She's running in place, trying to, she can't move, but you think she could. Uh, She can't walk on her own, but she's definitely trying to get to her. And, and she does the same thing with me when we don't live together. But um, when she sees me, when she hears my voice, even if it's months apart, um, she is full of love and excitement. And I just, we thank God for her. We, We really do. Yes. Now you also have another granddaughter that was premature. Yes, my oldest daughter, um, Antoinette, had Annika four years later. Um, she was born at 28 weeks. Yes. Two pounds, 14 ounces, and 14 inches long. Oh, wow. And um, she actually has a specialist, as my daughter always says, she has a specialist for everything. Um, but if you look at her, you wouldn't even be able to tell she was a preemie or an extreme preemie is what they call them when they're born that early. Right. Um, she does have ADHD and ADD. Right. But she is a walking genius. She's a ball of energy, but a walking genius. And um, she is uh, she is such a compassionate, loving child. Yes. Um, she in the, the Princess Pie is actually a children's series. The first book is about Anaya, which is a poem that right. I wrote. I penned that poem, like I said, a year after she was born. But the children's series is based upon their lives and the experiences and the challenges that they face uh, as they grow up together. Right. So it's Princess Pie and her, her best friend cousin, Seja, which is Annika. And Princess Pi is Anaya. And it is such um, a a real life experience to watch how Annika is with Anaya. She is her best friend. She dances for her because Anaya can't dance. She sings to her because Anaya can't sing. She reads to her. And she read the Princess Pi book to her about 12 times. (laughs) So I think Anaya got tired of hearing it after a while because she starts sighing very heavily. Yes. Um, But she is... um, She's such a caregiver. She yes. she learned how the summer that they were with us, she learned how to take care of a nice G-tube to prime the pump. And she was only five years old. And mm-hmm. she learned how to do that for Anaya wow. because that's her best friend cousin. Yes. If she needs to wipe her mouth, she's right on it. She mm-hmm. reminds us to be careful of her stomach, be careful of her knees, be careful. Whatever's going on with Anaya, she is on it w- with us. She's yes. just a part of her life. And... She's going to be able to love and care for anyone that comes into her life. Yes. So it's a a great example of a family working together. Absolutely. This is Julie Ames. I'm here with our guest today, Michelle Hicks, the author of Princess Pie. And it's about her granddaughter, Naya. You're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour here on AM 860, The Answer. We'll be back in a moment. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Our guest today is Michelle Houston Hicks, the author of Princess Pie. Princess Pie is about her granddaughter, Anaya, who is her daughter Angel's child. So we were just talking about some of the Blessings and challenges of raising a special child. Would you like to uh, 
let the audience know a little bit more more about the care. Um, yes, Angel. I, I watch Angel and um, Tuan, which is Anaya's dad. Watch them care for her. Um, it is amazing to see the teamwork. Um, yes. They were here actually for Thanksgiving, and we got to spend some family time together. And just watching that teamwork together while one is getting the regimen of medication that she has to take daily while the other one is getting her prepared for bed and making her bed uh, area together or getting the food prepared while one is getting the pump ready. Um, It it is a a daily regimen of constant care that they do have to do for her. Um, They also have quite often have to go see specialists at Duke University where she's had pretty much all of her surgeries for hip dysplasia, for the G-tube that she's on, um, and also for the scoliosis surgery that she recently had in May, which they are just a constant united front, just taking care of her daily needs. Right. And um, it is a challenge. It is a struggle. um, But to see them doing it together, it's just amazing. And... In the past, Angel was not even able to work because of the seizures, because right. of the lack of child care, that, uh, facilities that would even care for her because of her challenges, um, and also her own reluctance and fear of um, having someone watch her daughter who can't speak for herself, yes. who can't fend for herself. So now that um, she has now found some home health care person that uh, does come in just for a few hours, and she is now working for a little bit and uh, getting a little relief, a little support, which is really needed. Um, yes. And I understand her reluctance. I understood her fear. And um, I just encourage people that anyone that has a child with special needs, and actually I don't say special needs, I say they are children that just need special care. Yes. Um, but anyone that does have children that needs special care, Definitely um, use all the resources and avenues that you can uh, find whomever, because it is so challenging to uh, to have to administer that type of care on, on a daily basis and not have any other support or be able to have a break for yourself or to obtain your own goals. Because I always tell my daughter, if she doesn't have a future her daughter doesn't have a future. Right. So she has to um, she has to go to school. She has to finish school and, and, and obtain other avenues of, of goals that she might want to reach for herself so that Anaya will have a future. Um, yes. And that's so important, not just monetarily, but also we have to have that. You right. have to have that life separate from your child. Right. Um, even if it's a constant day in and day out care, you have to be able to have some time for yourself or it's just it's almost impossible to continue. Right. Well, you, you can't function. Exactly. I mean, I mean, when Christina was having all her seizures and I think for six weeks or we didn't go anywhere and she was so sick and I had to take her with me if I went to the store. So I just put her in the grocery cart and and. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and she had the seizures. And well, this is how Michelle and I know each other. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, come in, oh, Christina's having seizures. She's here. And and Christina, anytime she has seizures, rarely does she ever get sick and and vomit, but she always has a plastic bag around. (laughs) And and she's much better now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because we're we're through puberty. But, um, oh, 
So, Michelle and I have shared a lot of war, war stories over the year, and right. I'm so excited when you wrote this book. And it's so true, though. You get so absorbed with your kids, and you get so absorbed with taking care of them, and you have to plan for their future, too. Exactly. And so it's, um, for instance, it's very difficult for me to have a regular job. Right. I can remember I, I did a whole training program so I could be a, a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the child care where I was at the school, all all three kids were at the same school and I was going to be able to have them after school care, being cared for, even though they're special needs, the, the program switched to another school. So my dreams of being a substitute teacher were thwarted. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. Exactly. Yes. And that's actually how Angel uh, life was in the very beginning. We originally, when Anaya was born, Anaya and Annika both were born in uh, Gwinnett County in Atlanta, Georgia, or I should say Lawrenceville, Georgia, but in the Atlanta area. And Angel, the only job she could have was working for me because I could coordinate her working whatever hours um, while we had Anaya we actually tried putting her in um, a wonderful child care center called Kids Are Kids, which was in Atlanta. And the family that owned it were wonderful. They did right. everything they possibly could um, to accommodate for Anaya. Right. Um, but unfortunately, the stimulation of everything was too much, too yes. much noise. She couldn't see well. She didn't know the people. So literally, we were able to watch her on the camera, on the computer, to see how she was doing throughout the day. And literally, she would scream from the time we dropped her off. Until oh I would take a break and run over there and to feed her because she wouldn't even let anyone feed her. And she right. actually was on a bottle until she was seven. But she would eat. We would feed her regular food, but also uh, supplement with Pediasure and, and um, yes. you know, baby cereal and that sort of sort of foods uh, for a while until she got the G tube. But right. it was just too much. And when she came to visit me for the summer, the first summer I moved back home and I am a Florida girl. Yes. Um from Citrus Park, Florida. So I am an original Floridian. And um when Anaya came to visit me for the summer, I could not find a child care facility to watch her during the summer because she was in a wheelchair, she had right. seizures, she drank from a bottle. It was just there was just no place. And um, blessedly, Easter Seal off of Henry Avenue. Yes. They actually, she was too old for their program, but they were willing to, to take her. Wow. And they took care of her. Unbelievable uh, group of women that were there, Miss Phoebe and um, I can't remember the other young lady's name, but they were just wonderful um, that took care of her. And even when she had a seizure, they administered the medication. They yes. tried to feed her, which that didn't work. But right. Um, but they really did. They were the only ones that were willing to take her in. And um, and that has been a challenge, I think, um, pretty much anywhere you go for children that need special care. Yes. It is difficult to find someone or a facility that will be able to care for them and have a nurse that can actually administer and, and take care of their medical needs if needed. Yes. And seizures can be so scary. Exactly. I mean, even even if you're a doctor, it can be scary because they're so unpredictable in outcomes and exactly. getting and actually getting through it. Exactly. And Anias would leave her in a catatonic state. Most of them, they would leave her and render her into a catatonic state for days. So she would have to be hospitalized. Um, but um, the regimen of medication they've got her on now in in North Carolina 
has worked. Uh, she has been seizure free for for quite some time now, yes. and is, and like I said, it's doing remarkably well. Um, and the only thing she's dealing with right now is just still recovering from the uh, spine surgery, right. and uh, that was done in May. So they did say it usually takes a year for them to be completely healed. But she is really doing morac- morac- m- remarkably well. Yes. Well, too, with any type of surgery, too, is, is she's able to sit up a little bit longer, right. which that helps with. Feeding. Yes, it does. And hopefully that will help with eventually being able to have a chair, exactly. a motorized chair. Yes. So it's it's a struggle because you're always fighting for those little things. Mm-hmm. Like with my kids with intellectual disabilities, I'm fighting for each thing that they can learn, right. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But also there's that physical part. If they exactly. can just, if they can hold a utensil or if they can communicate somehow. And it's what's nice to me too is that she's able to communicate. Mm-hmm. in her own way mm-hmm. and that you're able to understand it which is great so i'm julie ames i'm here with michelle houston hicks the author of princess pie a wonderful t- book about her granddaughter anaya and you're listening to the special needs family hour on am 860 the answer don't go anywhere we'll be right back to reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Our guest today is Michelle Houston Hicks, the author of Princess Pie. It is a book about her granddaughter, Anaya. Her granddaughter, Anaya, resides in North Carolina with Michelle's daughter, Angel. And we were just, I, at the last segment, I was saying about her ability to communicate. I think we need to co- clarify what that means, the communication, because she does not speak. But you are able to tell that when you walk into a room or her mother's there. Could you explain the communication part? Yes, yeah, she um, she's a bundle of joy. Um, there have been times where you can tell she's searching for you visually. Yes. But um, where, and again, because she does not speak, we don't know how much she can actually see but we know she recognizes our presence. So she is full of smiles and she has, I might be a little biased, but she's the most beautiful girl in the world. Uh, and she is the Princess Pie of America, which is what I call her. Yes. Uh, but she is always so excited and happy to hear her mom's voice. She starts laughing. She has the most beautiful throaty laugh. So she, if she did speak, she would have a husky voice like her Nana. Yes. But um, she is just a bundle of joy just to watch her smile, just to hear her mom's voice. It's just it makes me want to cry with happiness every time I hear her. Yes. Well, now, do you have some uh, can you share some tips and different experiences that you've had with Anaya? Absolutely. Um, one thing I did learn very early on uh, when she was still an infant and um, she had, uh, of course, she had some stomach issues and it seemed like she's very colicky and we couldn't figure out what to do to right. to soothe her. Um, well, I figured out uh, and, and we all learned how to do this, but there was just a certain pattern to hold her with her face in your hand and her legs kind of dangling yes. and just rock her from side to side. And 
I think that actually I learned that with all colicky babies, that seems to help. It, right. I don't know if it's the pressure or the relief right. um, from them being able to have their stomach not all balled up, whatever. Yes. Um, but just put the baby's face in the palm of your hand, their legs dangling over your arms and just rock them from side to side. And um, one one year when I came home to visit, I was still living in Atlanta at the time. Yes. And my best friend, Cindy Ippolito, uh, we went to the Olive Garden and she literally, the only way to keep her from screaming, and I mean, it was blood curdling screams because it seemed like she was in so much pain. Right. She literally was talking to the hostess saying, I can't stop the movement. I'm sorry. Uh, you're just going to have to show us to the table, but I can't stop. I'm sorry. If we stop rocking, we're not eating. So it right. was like the funniest time that we had. Um, just just trying to get her to stay quiet, calm, and peace, and, you know, in comfort. Yes. And um, it was the funniest, it's one of the funniest moments that I remember just traveling, traveling with her because she was right. my little road partner. Even yes. though she screamed from 75 all the way here, I would have to pull over every so often. But it was um, just traveling with her, which I always did. Um, right. And if it wasn't just me, it was me and her mom, Angel. We would travel home. Again, right. this is home for us when we were living away. And um, there were just some other road trips we took with when Annika, my um, other granddaughter, who was the extreme preemie, she was born to my oldest daughter, Antoinette, who both of them reside here in Tampa with me. And Angel and Anaya are in North Carolina. And um, we were traveling and Annika could barely speak. I think she might have been 13, 14 months old. And she realized that we were having to hold a bottle for Anaya but she was able to eat her own food. Um, And so she kept watching us and she would watch Anaya. She would watch us as we're taking care of her. Then all of Uh a sudden I look back and I see her shoving goldfish into Anaya's mouth. Oh my. So that was like our first real good road trip with the three of, you know, with the two of them traveling together. And that started the, uh, the wonderful care that Annika has been given Anaya ever since. She has always looked out for her ever since then. So, so neat. At such a young age. At such a young age. And, um, that's why I was so, I, I was amazed, but not really at how quickly and how, she wanted to learn how to take care of Anaya's G-tube and how to um, put the milk in the pump and prime the pump. Right, right. And she was actually ready to hook it up to her stomach. We just weren't ready for that yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes. that was one of those moments where, okay, you're five. We know you're ready. Yes. Mom and Nana just aren't ready yet. Neither is auntie. So we're just going to wait. So, yes. When you're a little bit older. Yeah, just a little bit. So she is still a great caregiver and um, she's, she is now seven years old and uh, Anaya's 11. So yes. when she was here for Thanksgiving, she was still right on her, ready to help and take care of her just as she always is. That is so nice. Now, when you're talking about this is that we were sharing experiences and I'm going to do a show on this later about DCF and um, not that this is the most positive thing, but when you have a special needs child, you, ch- you struggle for each thing that they can do. Right. So like you were struggling with Anaya right. to make sure that she could eat and right. swallow and mm-hmm. and not lose that ability. Do you want to explain yeah. what happened? Well, when she was here that same summer uh, of 2010, when she came to visit with me, um, 
my daughter, again, like I said, she was she was on a bottle until she was seven years old. But she would yes. also eat some table foods and some soft foods once we blended them together. We, we uh, had the same thing. Right. And our, actually, you shared and, a lot of shakes, yes. recipes, and yes. different soup recipes. Thank you so much. Yes. And um, she was able to still eat, but not. it, it just took a long time uh, to get one meal in. Right. So when she had that particular seizure I was referring to that kind of put her in a catatonic state and she had to be hospitalized, um, she needed to sit up to eat. And she won't eat. She wouldn't drink from that bottle unless I actually was holding her. Right. So she couldn't just sit and drink. Um, right. They were trying to do a swallowing test for her and uh, she couldn't do it. She wouldn't do it because right. one, she if she doesn't know you, you can't feed her. Right. Um, so uh, it was <laughs> Imagine just, that. Yeah. Right. So it was a little difficult. And um, the physician that was on call actually wanted to put a G-tube in her while she was here visiting me. Um I'm the Nana. Right. So, uh, no, <laughs> you need mom's permission for that. So I couldn't I couldn't authorize something like that. And right. also, I wasn't in agreement with it because she was still eating. Right. She was, that was I, I want to say even for my daughter, it was one of the one things that she still did like every other child. Yeah. And we didn't want to take that away. Right. You know, we didn't want that to be. Removed from her right. life because right. it was. I hate to say normalcy, but that's I don't know other way to put it. Um, But just the part of a normal child, everyday person routine of eating from a spoon or a fork. And um, and we didn't want to have her lose that. So um, we we just weren't ready. We weren't ready. And she and she was still eating and she was doing fine. Now, later on down the the years, a few years after that, she did end up getting it done. Um, But. We just at that time, it just wasn't a, a wise decision that we felt. So right. um, DCF was called uh, because when I when she, I took her out of the hospital, they were telling me that if I took her out without getting that surgery done, they would have to call DCF. And I told them, well, the only reason why she was in the hospital is for her seizures, not for G tube. Right. So unfortunately, I am the nana, not the mom, right. and I wasn't authorizing surgery on yes. her. So, yes. um, so my daughter did come and pick her up, and you know had to take her back home. And uh, like I said, a few years later, she did get it, and it was a tremendous help for her. But again, it's those decisions. I think unless there is a um, a life threatening right. issue, I don't think those are decisions that DCF should make. Right. When a child is being well cared for. Yes. And uh, and, and provided for. Right. Um, there was nothing wrong with her other than the fact that she was there for the seizures. She right. wasn't underweight. She wasn't malnourished. None right. of those issues. And so. And see, and that's so it's so strange because people that do not are not familiar with special needs. They do not understand that it is not unusual to have DCF called on you exactly. for something. Exactly. <laughs> and and here's a perfect situation exactly. where you're at the hospital and I'm planning to do a show with Jay Hemnes. He's the lawyer sponsor for the show. He and his wife, his wife is at Emma Hemnes Law Firm. Mm-hmm. But Jay's a guy that if you're ever in that situation, you would you would have called Jay. If you'd oh, known okay. about it, you would call okay. Jay and Jay would have taken care of things okay. and, and helped you out there. But you end up in situations and you end up in places that you don't expect. Exactly. And, and all kinds of situations Absolutely. And, and funny situations like at the restaurant. Oh, yes. <laughs> with, with a baby that you can't put down, that you have to keep rocking. And I, I've been amazed at 
life and situations mm-hmm. like Maria mm-hmm. trying to give you all her Smurfs one day when Absolutely. I was in there for physical therapy. And she had about f- a ba- she had a basket full of Smurfs and she wanted me to at least keep three of them before she left. <laughs> so they were parting gifts. So yes. she's very sweet. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Our guest today is Michelle Houston Hicks, the author of Princess Pie, and we'll be back in a moment to continue our discussion. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. Our guest today is Michelle Houston Hicks, the author of Princess Pie, the story of her granddaughter, Anaya. And Michelle, would you like to tell the audience a little bit about how you got started writing? Well, I have been an avid reader for years, and yes. uh, Stephen King and Dean Koontz are actually my favorite authors. My. And, oh, yeah. And um, But I've also been an avid writer. I penned my first poem um, actually to my mom for Mother's Day when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've pretty much been writing stuff ever since. I started my first novel um, in 1990. So yes. I never finished that one. And I do have several others that um, I have started but have not completed. But that is my goal for 2016. I published Princess Pie, which was a poem I wrote about Anaya in 2005, okay. actually. And um, I published it in 2014. So what made you finally uh, get the impetus to publish it? Well, I actually just wanted to go ahead and just step out on faith and uh, just try it. I've always wanted to get something published. Um, I've been reluctant to because I just life circumstances distracted me quite often. And yes. um, I was just I really I think I was fearful of rejection, too. Uh, I'll be honest. No one likes to hear no, especially right. me. And um, so I definitely just had to take a step out on faith. And um, I actually one of the therapists I used to work with at USF um She's no longer there, but Dr. Jillian Sadhai actually introduced me to, um, well, I'm not sure she introduced me to them, but she gave me the information because she didn't know the publisher I went through. But she did uh, give me the information uh, for Linda J. Hawkins at Heart to Heart Publishing in uh, Kentucky. And um, she was phenomenal uh, in just helping me through the process. It's very similar to self-publishing, except where they're different, um, you're just not submitting whatever you've typed up and they right. publish it. They actually have editors, they have illustrators, uh, they have proofreaders, uh, they do the marketing for you as far as getting it on Amazon, which they've done for me uh, as well. Princess Pie is on Amazon. Um, they also um, will help you find, they have a different range of illustrators right. that you can work with. And um, I actually, Deb, I'm not sure, Deb, Barrett. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last oh. name, but I know it's Barrett. Um, yes, well, her she, pictures are beautiful. She did the illustrations, and she did such a phenomenal job. And I actually, they, I'm working on getting the second book published, uh, which is part of the children's series of Princess Pie, yes. which is Princess Pie Goes to Therapy, which that's where the second character, Sasia, which is 
uh, Princess Pi's best friend cousin, which is also my granddaughter. That's about my granddaughter, right. Annika, who the other extreme preemie. Uh, she will be introduced into the story. So I'm hoping to have that one out by next spring. Now, how can people get your book? They actually, you can go on Amazon.com uh, and you can order it through Amazon. Um, or you can go onto my website, which is princesspie.net. Uh, you can order it right off of my website. And uh, those particular books, if you order from my website, will be signed by me, already autographed, and I'll mail those out myself personally. If you go on Amazon, they'll go from my publisher. But then mm-hmm. you can always contact me, and I will still autograph it for you. Yes. <laughs> yes, you've got to autograph mine. I yes, forgot, I do. I forgot about that. Yes, I do. Yes, I've got mine here. Also, the next book that I was referring to, Princess Pie Goes to Therapy, that will also be published through uh Heart to Heart Publishing um, through Linda J. Hawkins as well, utilizing the same illustrator that uh, did the first Princess Pie book. And that particular book is actually based upon the therapy that she had in Atlanta when she first started going through a program called Baby Can't Wait. And when she went through Emory and um, Eggleston in Atlanta, she received physical therapy. Uh, from a wonderful therapist named Marla, and she received occupational therapy from this wonderful guy named John, uh, blonde, huge blonde biker. Uh, <laughs> he took such excellent care of Anaya, uh, and he, it was so funny, he would always say, you've probably never seen this much blonde in, in your life, you know, right. and uh, he just really took such great care of her uh, with the occupational therapy. She also received vision therapy, uh, speech therapy as well, and uh, so that second book will also introduce, like I said, the second character, which is Seja. Um, Annika is my granddaughter that right. that character is based upon. And she is uh, Anaya's best friend cousin is what she refers herself to as in real life. And uh, she will be her sidekick uh, that will be sharing the adventures of growing up together, um, the challenges that they face as children with that need special care, and uh, just the adventures that they share together growing up. Yes. Well, it's interesting, too, because there's not much out there reference a child like Anaya that um, has challenges communicating and has seizures and is in a wheelchair. And I know that one of my favorite movies on Hallmark is called The Fall of the Stars Home with Kimberly Williams Paisley, where she stars as a mom of a daughter named Julia. And it brings to life the character. And it's so neat. And when I thought of having you on the show, I, I wanted to bring that to this audience that um, a person's life is so, it's a sum of many things. And, yes, it is. And I think it's wonderful that you're writing books on this topic because it is a unique topic. And that's only one show that I can think of on TV. And that's probably one of those shows everyone will probably want to watch this Christmas called Follow the Stars Home. It's on Hallmark. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check it out. Um, yes, definitely. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're probably planning in your mind other books into the future here. Oh, yes. Actually, actually I've already have most of them written, written for the children's series, uh, the Princess Pride children's series. It's pretty much written. Um, yes. But just the fact that I am doing the publishing, like I said, it is, it's not self-publishing, but it's very similar to that. Um, the only difference is you do have a team. Um, uh, Heart to Heart Publishing has a team of people that actually can help you to assist you, to guide you so that you know everything that you need to know about your book from beginning to end. They find the printing companies for you and I wanted mine to be printed here in America. So she made sure she found that for me, which I requested and you are um, hands on in making all the decisions uh, from the artwork to the final product to what you, how you want it to look, the style and so forth. So I was really pleased with my experience with them. And again, it's hard to heart publishing. Um, 
through Linda J. Hawkins, and they actually, you can find them on the website as well. Um, their website is hearttoheartpublishinginc.com. And again, they are best based out of Kentucky. And so you were able to do all this over the computer, by phone? Actually, I submitted um, the manuscript through the computer. Yes. And um, she actually contacted me right before the Christmas holiday in 2013. Yes. And um, they were out for a break. So she was just giving me a message to contact her. And I'm very bad about listening to messages, but that was one time I almost beat myself up because um, <laughs> it was the, almost a new year before I realized she had left me a message. Wow. So I did manage to get in touch with them and get the ball rolling. And uh, I've never looked back since then. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited. We formed a great partnership and uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, next book to come out prayerfully in the spring. Well, me too. And I'm thank thank you so much for being here today. And I know we've been trying to work this out for a while and I'm just so glad you could be on the Christmas show. Well, I just have to thank my wonderful job at USF Physical Therapy Center, Dr. Quillen and Dr. Murdoch for yes. letting me uh, have the day off today. Thank you guys for letting me be able to come here and be with Julie. And uh, I'm just excited about the um, friendship we forged here. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. And this is Julie Ames with a Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Don't forget to join us next Sunday at 1 o'clock. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.